7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Thank you, Greg, and uh, good evening, and thank you for uh, staying with SAFM and joining us on the show. As usual, I am not alone. The team is here. Luyolo Mkalipi and Katlako Mudiba are producing, and uh, Babalam Duma is with us in on in technical. And as we like to do on a Wednesday, we prefer to put the spotlight on boxing, and tonight will be no different. It is, though, a very sad day for boxing. Uh, the boxing community and the South African sports community uh, woke up to the sad news today of the passing of former South African uh, uh, champion and WBU junior bantamweight champion Ukabula Vabaza, the slashing tiger. He died in East London on Wednesday night after a long illness and we will pay tribute to Tiger Vabaza uh, this evening on the show and we'll speak to his family and we'll speak to some of those that were very close uh, to him and just to educate and also just to uh, highlight his boxing career and what Ukabula Vabaza did uh, for the sport. We also have in studio with us tonight, welcome the legendary Hawk Nita and coincidentally Vabaza was actually a protege of Welcome Nita and we are grateful that the Hawk has kept his commitment of speaking to us uh, tonight despite uh, what's happened here this tragedy with Vabaza so we will talk to the Hawk Nita for most of the show and we'll also catch up with Utabisum Kunu he regained his ABU cruiserweight title in that rematch against Tommy Gunn Osteisen last weekend with a dominant trifecta 119, 109, 118 and the other judge had it 119111 and you remember that we spoke to a very disappointed Tabusum Kunu after the first fight he felt that he was robbed and he said that he's got a point to prove in the rematch and he certainly did that on a Saturday night at Empress Palace and also well done to Tulani Mbenga also uh, beating Miguel Vasquez and on, on the same uh, bill there on a Saturday night at Emperor's uh, Palace so we're going to talk a lot of boxing today feel free to call us at any time on 891 207. We also take your SMSs on 40938. Our WhatsApp number is 0614104107. It's hashtag SAFM Spot On on social media. And remember, the main interview is with Welcome Nita. He's joining us from our studios, Epi Show. And we will talk about what he's up to now. We'll talk about his uh, career, his illustrious career, and also find out from him, get his thoughts on the state of boxing in East London as well as uh, in the rest of the country. We did play a clip actually I think it was about a week ago where we played a clip of a welcome letter just a minute or two of him saying that he was not happy with the state of boxing especially in the place they call the Mecca there in the Eastern Cape in East London so we'll get a chance to catch up with welcome letter and speak about a number of uh, boxing related issues Leading Sport Stories of the Day on SAFM Okay, and we've got Tabisum Kunu, the Rock, on the line to speak to us after he regained his title. The Rock, good evening. Thank you for joining us on SAFM. Oh, no, I can't hear him. Tabisum, are you there? Okay, no, we're going to have to try and get him back on the line there. Um, Tabisum Kunu, we want to talk about his win over Tomigan Osteisen uh, this past weekend. It was the rematch, of course, after what happened in the first fight where a lot of people that we spoke to actually on the show, remember we also spoke to Trevor Kramer and he also told us that he was at that first fight between Tabisum Kunu and uh, Tomigan Osteisen and he felt that Tabisum Kunu did enough to win and a lot of people that watched it also felt that he did enough to win. So it was uh, obviously the rematch was always going come up and Reddy Berman actually confirmed it on the show that the rematch would take place on the 8th of December and it did and we've got Tabisom Kunu back on the line Rock good evening can you hear me yes I can hear you man okay firstly congratulations uh, how are you feeling a few days after the fight yeah, I'm feeling good man uh, been training hard so I'm feeling feeling I'm feeling very good do you feel that justice has been done now after what happened in the first fight where everybody thought that you were robbed yeah, actually, I had to do it myself. I, I still don't feel like that because uh, uh, we had to fight again and I had to do so much work again in order to win, to get a decision, of which I, that's why I don't feel like that justice has been done because the first fight I was robbed, there was nothing, they, they couldn't change the decision. So I don't feel justice was done. Well, you... They couldn't change the decision. Unless you changed the first decision, then yeah. Mm. Just it was gonna be done. Okay, I hear you there. You dominated this rematch, though. Is there anything you did differently? It seemed like your weight, ra- your work rate was a bit higher this time around. 
Yes, uh, look, we trained very hard at the team, so I conducted everything I did uh, to the fight, and that's why my record was very high, and uh, I was more active this time of which that's what I was training for. Were you told to go to, the, to go for the body a bit more? Yeah, and I had to, I had to, which I didn't do, I didn't do last time, but this time I told my friends that I'm going to be hitting the board, I'm going to be hitting everything, his arms, everything. I understand that you took a heavy crack, you had a heavy crack in the ribs in your second to last session of sparring. Did that affect you? Is that correct? Yeah, it happens, man. In sparring, you get those kind of things. It happens, but then I have to soldier on and go to the fight. And yeah. Do you feel any pain during the fight, or is it something that you had to no, hide? Not really. I was recovering, I was on, I was recovering from it, so I didn't feel anything mm. in the fight. I mean, it was a dominant uh, decision, a majority decision. When it went to the scorecards, did you have any doubts? Did you have any fear? No, because during the fight, each and every after four rounds, they say the, they say the scorecard. So yeah. I could hear while fighting that, okay, I'm leading, I'm leading. So I wasn't worried at all. And I could see that I'm hitting the guy. So I wasn't worried. I so knew I won the fight in the decision. No, definitely. So what's next for Tabisom Tunu now? Uh, no, it's up to my promoter, uh, Ronnie Berman. I might fight next year in March. I'm not too sure yet, but uh, yeah, I'm not too sure what I'm going to be fighting for and, and where I'm going to be fighting. But I'm sure next year, early next year, March or April, I'm going to have a fight. Is there anybody you've got your eyes set on next year? Uh, right now, not really. I just need one, two, one or two fights, then I'm ready to fight for a world champion again. Okay, great stuff, man. Tabiso Amtunu, thank you very much for finding time to speak to us. We just wanted to catch up with you after what happened in the first fight and just highlight that you came back and you delivered on your word. And well done. Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your holiday. Thanks a lot, man, and thanks for having me. Thank you, Tabiso The Rock Mkunu uh, there. And there were talks that if Tommy Osterson had won, he would fight Kevin Larena. I don't think Tabiso Mkunu will fight Kevin Larena because if I'm not mistaken, they're in the same stable under the, they trained by the Smiths there. there so I don't think that will uh, happen at all. So there's Tabiso Mkunu then retaining his, uh, well, regaining rather his uh, title. Up next, we're going to pay tribute to Kabula Vabaza. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.4 FM in Hermanus. So as we mentioned uh, at the top of the show that the boxing community woke up to very sad news today as well as just the South African sports community of the passing of the former champion Okabula uh, Vabaza who died on Wednesday night and we are joined on the line by uh, his aunt and renowned South African international boxing judge and referee of course who in her own right has broken barriers for women in boxing and has won the Ring Official Award a number of uh, times there uh, that is Usia Vabaza Apoy. And Sia, good evening and thank you very much for uh, joining us on SAFM uh, during this difficult time. Good evening, Teresa, and to your listeners at home. Firstly, we'd like to send our condolences to the family and just to everybody associated with U Tiger Vabaza. Thank you so much, Teresa. Um, just how was he towards his last days, U Tiger? Um, we are still shocked. We still can't believe it. He was very badly. He was himself. He was watching TV the previous night. There was nothing upset about it. Um, just on Tuesday morning, my, my mom, who happens to be Gabula's grandmom, noticed something that he was not breathing okay. My mom is a former um, professional nurse. Then he asked me to rush him to hospital. There was nothing that much, but because she's a nurse, she observed something. So we rushed him to the hospital. Then when we got to the hospital, he was urgently attended to by the doctors. Uh, the report that uh, we got from the doctor, that was on Tuesday um, morning towards midday. Uh, was that when we brought him to the hospital, his um, heartbeat was very faint. So they tried to assist him to breathe. 
unfortunately, the heartbeat was very low. So apparently, his heart just um, stopped beating. So it was heart failure. We are still shocked. Um, it's still that time. We are still confused. Um, but what I can say at the moment is we want to thank uh, the boxing uh, family because the phone calls, the home visits, they've rallied all the support behind us. Um mm. would like also to mention the former boxers uh, organization that has been launched in the Eastern Cape, uh, Ubuntu Boxing Fraternity, yes. under the leadership of Mr. Vian and Linda. At least they've come to our home to come and ease the pain. But it's uh, the wound is still bleeding. It's still too early. It was Tuesday afternoon. We still we still trying to gather the family to tie the loose end, and uh, we are not yet sure when we will be burying um, the former champion that is Ukabula. But probably sometime next week. But we are not yet sure which day of the week. Well, I can definitely hear the pain um, in your voice. Who does he leave behind? Ukabula uh, was brought up by my mom, that is his grandmom, because our sister, his mom, passed on a long time ago. So he's more like um, last born in the family. He's more like my younger brother. Um, I cannot stop uh, reminiscing Tabisa when Ukabula was identified at a very tender age. Mm. He started boxing at um, something like age six. We were privileged at home because we were staying close to the community wall. He was identified by Uko Kokabeyi. He started as an amateur. Ukabula fought about 76 amateur fights, if my memory serves me correct. And here at home, we've got 76 gold medals. Wow. It is when her, his trainer, Koko Kobeyi, then wanted to turn him professional. But because then I was involved in my mom and the whole family is a boxing mad family. He was uh, still um, about 16 then, but we didn't allow it. You um, wanted him to continue to fight as an amateur until because the legal age of turning professional is 18. Mm. With such strides he made as an amateur, they felt it was the time, but as the custodian of the rules of boxing as a member of um, Boxing South Africa, I couldn't allow that to happen. So they had to wait for the right age for him to turn on. Um, I think Ukabula attended professional in 1996. I'm not quite sure. Um, yes. I think that was his uh, actually the, first the, professional the fight. Can bear with me. Um, yes. I, I don't have my facts, right? I mean, still in that state. Um, but uh, as a family, we have lost um, a star. We have lost a son. We have lost a brother. He's living behind a granny. He's living behind three uncles. He's living behind two aunts. He's leaving behind um, four, four kids. Uh, and I'll be failing if I don't mention um, Welcome Mita who took him to greater heights um, to make him known in South Africa. Welcome is more like a brother to me. We grew up together in the dusty streets of Tangan Village in Umtansani. A lot of people have played a major role in making Ukabula Vabaza who he is today. Likes of the then um, board member, the chairperson, Mr. Les Mala, Mr. Mavamala, everything played a role. They rallied behind the family in good times. Even now, we can feel the support of the boxing family. Um, the phone calls, Tabiso, have mm. been endless. I've been getting uh, calls from as far as America, uh, Johannesburg. Uh, we have really lost. We are still sad, but um, we, took, uh, we, we take comfort in knowing that uh, the boxing people are still there for Kabula. Uh, he went on to be a South African champion. Oh, I think they welcome. We'll elaborate more on that. He went on to be a World Boxing Union champion. He went on to be a World Boxing Association champion. 
Um, unfortunately, um, here we are now. We are talking about the late Kabula Zabazo has made the star of Duncan Village to shine from the dusty streets of Duncan Village to the world's um, claimed boxer. We are really saddened. Uh, we cannot compare the pain to anything, but we find solace to know that uh, there are people who care, there are people who love Kabula, there are people who still love us as a family. And those people will definitely be with you throughout uh, this difficult uh, times, uh, Ansia. And we really appreciate the fact that you were able to just come on air and speak to us about Ukabula. And we really appreciate it. As I said, I can feel the pain in your voice. In your voice. And please uh, be strong and uh, send our condolences to the family. We're going to speak to Welcome Nita also up next, as you've mentioned. SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. And before we speak to the Hawk, let's also get a word from Ace Sidini, a renowned boxing promoter who also worked closely with Ukabula Vabazata. Ace, good evening. Thank you for joining us again on SAFM. Good evening, good evening, Tabiso, and good, good evening to your, to your listeners. How would you, you worked with Ukabula, how would you like him to be remembered, Ace? Well, I think, firstly, let me um, also. You know, uh, pass my condolences to the uh, Vabaza family, um, and in fact, come from there now, um, and 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 also to the boxing fraternity at large. Um, Okabola was a star. I mean, if if we remember him as a star, uh, we could have. I mean, we, we could say anything else, but summarily, he's a star. He was a boxing star. And and he was a true champion, unbeaten. What made him so special? Lucio Kabula had this talent. Um, um, welcome. In fact, I used to work with Welcome and Ukabula uh, once. Uh, one time, Ukabula was going to fight Umayana. Oh, we seem to be losing the ace there. Can you hear us? Okay, we're going to try and get him back. On the line there is Sidinile, but let's also go to welcome Nita, who is with us in our studios, Epi Show. Uh, Hawk, good evening, and also we thank you for being able to keep your commitment after what's happened here. Um, good evening, Tabisa. Good evening to uh, SA listeners and everybody out there. It seems like this has come as a shock to everybody. How have you reacted to the news of the passing of your protege, Ukabula Vabaz? It sure is a shock because um, I got the news last night from Andy Le, um, while I was sitting at home and uh, he called me telling me that they have I heard, I asked me, have I heard what? Um, he said, Gamola passed away. I said, what? And uh, he said, he passed away. I said, where did you get that? He said, um, didn't you see the Facebook? I know you, uh, you know that I'm not on those kind of stuff. Um, he said, no, he saw it on the same Facebook and stuff like that. He didn't finish that. And then I said, okay, wait, let me call uh, the family out there. And I called Sia. Um, Sia said to her, listen, what's going on? Um, He said, no, yes, it is what it is. I said, but why you didn't inform me? What do I have to hear from other people? You know that I'm like family over there. Mm. So he just apologized. And then he explained the situation as um, as she was explaining right here. And I understood. And I said, okay, fine. I'll see you in the morning. Um, so that's how it came to me. And why did you decide to take him under your wing? Because a lot of people, even Antia, said that he was your protege. Um, the family came to me uh, through Sia. They approached me um, to train Gabola. Um, I didn't have a problem with that. And uh, I said, yes. Um, at that stage, we just opened, uh, me, my, myself and uh, Stinile, we just opened the gym and uh, we were working with... Um, uh, Holmes, Holmes is um, welcome Siko, um, staying at, at, at anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Mtobel Mshope as well, they were uh, the people for that gym, but they sort of said to me, let me come and join them. And then uh, I said, okay, fine. Um, it is then that me and Sidinila went to that gym, and then uh, having approached by Sia after that, then I said, yes, he can come. That's when it started. And how big an impact Welcome Nita did Kabula Vabaza make in the sport of boxing and especially for the people of Duncan Village and to the people of Duncan Village? Um, 
Kabula came to me um, at that time. He was still young. Um, he had a couple of fights as a pro. Um, he was not known that much. Um, he came to me and um, we worked. Um, within a spe- short piece of ta- space of time, um, we were able to clinch a deal for him to fight for the South African title. Um, that was uh, 14th December 1999 when he fought uh, another kid, mm. um, he was staying at um, NU7 but uh, residing at uh, Johannesburg then. So we weren't there when Gabula won the fight by a knockout. I think it was round nine. Um, after he had fought some couple of fights before um, he fought for the title. Yes. And I remember the first fight that he had under me was my last fight when I was fighting uh, Robinson mm. at the Sisago Tugasha Stadium. He was fighting at a card, under, under card my tournament, I mean my fight. So you can imagine, I was his trainer manager. There he was fighting under my fight. Um, so you know we grew up from there, and then the bond was was sort of um, uh, built up and uh, becoming a relationship of kind of like a father and a son, um, because everything that we did from then onwards, we are always together. There's a lot that I can talk about Kabula. Um, besides just being a boxer, mm. in terms of uh, being how I mean how close he was to me, um, and I want to believe, like as I was saying at home, we talking to my wife that there is no other boxer that gave me problems like that kid right there. <laughs> um, you know, um, like all other boxers right there. But hey, he was uh, he was a work, uh, sort of a big load of work because I had to go and always be un- after him. Um, doing, I mean, the key things that they do in the township and stuff like that. Mm. And I would, I would be getting calls from everywhere because then people were sort of like looking at a future champion from him. Mm-hmm. So there were eyes on him to whatever, wherever he goes. So anything that looks kind of funny, they will just call me and then I would have to jump up even at 12 o'clock at midnight and go, go there, Kabula, where, where are you? What, what's happening? I'm hearing this and I know I'll find him. He's okay and he's just with his friends and stuff like that. Mm. Um, that bond grew uh, so strong in so much that um, I don't think, out of all the boxers that I've trained, I'm not taking anything away from other boxers as if he was special. I never had a special boxer in my gym. Um, I, w- I would treat every boxer as the same. But uh, he was just special. Um, he was a hard worker, a listener, and he would always, when he talks to me, he will talk to like, Dad, are you okay? Him asking me, not me asking him. Um, he would he would know why he asking me. Maybe he has done something wrong, uh, and he sees it right at my face that I'm I'm not okay of what he did, and then he will just try and ease me up. You know mm-hmm. that I had that kind of a relationship with that kid right there. No, definitely. And for those who've just joined us, we are talking to the Hawk. Welcome, Anita. We've invited him just to uh, just get his thoughts on the state of boxing and talk about his career. But obviously, as we mentioned, we woke up to the sad news of the passing of Ukabula Vabaza, and he worked very closely with him. And that's why uh, we thought we should start there. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Welcome, Anita's career now. And you can join the conversation at any time, even if you want to remember Kabula Vabaza. The lines are open 0891 Our SMS line is 40938. Our our WhatsApp number is 061-4104-107. We take voice notes there on the WhatsApp number and we're going to try and get hold of AC Danila later on on the show. Uh, now, Hawk, let's let, let's talk about you a little bit now. Firstly, um, a lot of people want to find out what are you up to. I know that you're still involved um, in the sport. You were in uh, Yanga. You were with Yanga Sikribol. He won on Friday night. Uh, what exactly are you, are you doing? Um... Yes, I've been kind of out of uh, action for some time um, due to personal um, issues and stuff like that. Um, I want to believe I'm back now. I've never been sort of like away f- that in in in, a, in such a situation that um, I attend my back on 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 the spot. But I would be training those boxers here and there who would like to like me to assist them. Um, but right now, I think I'm back. 
um, I'm back with like the boxers you just mentioned. One of them is Sikribo. Mm. Um, there is Ngamduini, there is Baleni, there is Gingli. Um, um, I'm working with those boxers right now. I'm assisting them. Um, I'm trying to push um, something that I've been working on for a long, long time. Uh, my vision, my dream. Development. Um, Yes, sir. I remember you've said that before. I've read somewhere <laughs> that you've got a, a big passion for development. Welcome, Nita. You want to groom the youngsters. I, I, I don't want to just groom them as a boxers, but I want to create leaders of tomorrow. Mm. Um, we have great talent right here in Eastern Cape, but um, somewhere, somehow, it just finish, vanishes within the thin air. Um, we need to have people like i always make a, uh, an example of um the guy who used to be the uh, captain of of the sharks uh, mm -hmm. smith by his last name yes john smith uh john smith right now he is one of the directors of the of the of the company mm. he's not just um he has been a ceo and i want to of believe he is of the sharks yes. um i want to believe he's maybe he's got shares i don't know i'm just thinking <laughs> um you know we need to a situation of that kind where uh one of uh or good boxers who have climbed up the ladder to become whatever the name is um at that stage um we we hear about him now as a as a as a, as a business owner as a uh, shareholder to whatever company um that's what I want to bring on right now because this is something that I've experienced or, or I've learned during my boxing career as a world champion when I would be going in and out of the country, going to America and stuff like that uh, because America was like my second home then. So I made a lot of friends there um, and I was rubbing shoulders with people um, who got names and stuff like that. And then we'll be sharing some thoughts, some ideas and everything. So these are the things that are took from them that I want to do right now. Uh, you would ask me a question as to why now, why mm. you didn't do it then. Um, it will be a long story, as you know, our situation right at home. Um, too much politics, this and that. Um, but it, nevertheless, I'm not dwelling on that as mm. to this, the reason I'm Is it something on. you can do on your own, welcome later, or do you need support? And if so, what kind of support? Yeah, when you talk about let me start by saying right now, as you have asked me, what is it that I'm doing? I'm trying to put up in um, a boxing in institution or a boxing academy, if I may put it that way. Yes. Um, I want to create a bridge between the sport and the education side of, of the athlete. Um, I find out that is where the problem is at with our boxers. They cannot explain themselves. themselves. They cannot stand up for their rights. They don't know their rights and stuff like that. I was once a victim of that. But fortunately, I uh, ended up learning a few things here and there. But now, knowing much more, I want to impact on, on the upcoming boxers. And so as for them to be able to be in a position as like the guy that I just mentioned as an example, mm. uh, John Smith. You mm. know, we never had a, 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 an athlete of that kind, except in the, uh, at the cricket, I mean the cricket, uh, Makayantini. Um, as far as boxing is concerned, we never had a, a, a prodigy of, of that nature. Mm. You know, so what do you make of the state of boxing? Uh, let's start in Island. And at the moment, uh, what do you make of the state of boxing in Mac? Um, I just answered this question a um, couple of days back. Um, um, this, it's down, yes. We know it's down, but it's not dead. And it will never die. There's Talent is in abundance they, uh, out there. There are a lot of kids, if you can come into the shows at the amateur level that I'm busy at right now and see them kids at the age of three, four, and doing their thing in the ring, and then you'll be surprised. And they're doing this thing not because they've been trained. It's natural. It's out of there. Uh, you got to understand boxing is like a religion right here at home. Even um, um, our sisters now, they're beginning to know exactly what kind what what boxing is um if you think that you're gonna argue with a, a female a lady right <laughs> in eastern cape about boxing you are in for a big yeah. surprise so that's how it is right here so it's that's why i'm saying talent is still there you just need people who know the business and just need people who've got a passion of the sport you just need people who've got a vision of what he sees out there and what what he wants to do with it going forward 
You spoke to our colleague Monabi Simjimlongo a couple of days ago. I think that's the interview re- you're referring to. And I heard you say that you feel that the sport has been infiltrated by people who don't have boxing's interest at heart. What do you mean by that? Uh, you know, you coming into that, you, you put me on a spot again. Um, uh, is I was like in a lot of problems for, <laughs> for oh, the comments that I made, <laughs> for the comment that I made to some few people here and there, but I was able to, to, to make them understand yes, where I was make coming us from. Understand. Um, like as I said, um, it is a fact that, um, we may lack knowledge of what exactly we want out of the sport. Uh, I mean, out of the sport as in with regards to the private sector out there. Uh, we have to remember that the private sector is in a business um, um, situation out there. He's looking for making money um, as much as we want. We would like them to assist us. So I was saying um, when I was talking there, I, I mentioned something like uh, the, when you go to them and looking for um, assistance financially, they would ask you what's in it for us, for what you want from us, mm. you know, and uh, a lot of us out there, we don't know exactly what does that mean, and that is the problem that we're having. And this has been, this has happened for quite some time, and it has caused a situation whereby we ended up saying uh, companies in East London they don't want to sponsor, yet we are the ones who are making them run away from us. We always come up with um, issues that chases chases the um, the customers that they need away. And one of the problems is our paper that is creating that. Um, always negative, start, negative stuff that is coming out of this world. And you never hear something good um, being said about the sport that we play. Yet there's a lot of uh, what is going, I mean, what is, that is happening. Um, something good that is happening. So these are some of the things that are causing the situation at where we are. Mm. And how do we improve these things? Welcome, Nit. How do we make things better for the sport, not just in East London, but even around the country? Um, we need to come together, more especially um, departments who are in charge of uh, all each and every sporting codes. Um, those who know how, um, not just those who know how, but because they know how, but they have the passion of the sport. Um, obviously, there is business uh in it in everything but um it, on the other hand you need to uh, we need to understand that um in order for the business to be able to to move um going forward for quite uh, uh, for quite a long time uh, we need to have passion about the sport as well um that passion is it means that whatever ups and downs you'll be going through as in any other business that you venture into you get those ups and downs uh, you get up and go or you push forward and you move on uh, you carry on till you finish the journey that you you said you you you're gonna you're gonna finish you know we need kind of people who have that kind of a mentality not people who are just looking for how much am i going to make out of this uh-huh, I hear you there. For those who've just joined us, we are catching up with uh, former IBF Super Bantamweight champion. Welcome, the Hawk Nita. Uh, we were getting his thoughts on the state of boxing. We also spoke about the late uh, Gabula Vabaza, and now we're going to get into his career. Welcome, Nita, and just find out how does he look back at his career. Feel free to join us, 0891 SMS 40938. On WhatsApp, we do take voice notes on 61 Still talking to the champ. Welcome, Nita. Now, champ, let's get to your career. Firstly, how do you look back at your boxing career? Um, I had a wonderful time. Um, I don't have any regrets. Mm. Um, I enjoy even today what I have achieved in boxing. Um, That's why I'm looking forward to create uh, more welcome letters and stuff like that. What are your highlights if you don't have any regrets? (laughs) Um... All my fights, as I was uh, a world champion, were not easy fights. Uh, each and every fight was difficult on its, uh, at its own place. Uh, but there are three or four fights that I can talk about. Mm. The first one will be Hellis Need um, when I was doing a defense when we were fighting in Florida. 
Mm. Um, he happened to be um, a clubmate at the Krong Gym. Oh. He happened to be sort of a guy that I would be bouncing with, talking as to how are you today and stuff like that. But there we are in the same ring to, together. And for the first time in my career as a boxer, I came up with bruises, uh, bruises on my face um, for the first time um, to show you that how tough the fight was. Um, but I was just looking at the fight, surprisingly, a um, couple of days back um, when I was watching the fights, I was surprised uh, myself as to, hey, I was able to do some of some other things that I never knew uh. that I was, I was, I was like, I was able to do. And I would, I would hear only from people saying, yeah, when you move, you move like this. And sometimes, I mean, when I was watching that fight, I would be like, what? Is that me? <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and so you won that convincingly? I won over 12 convincingly rounds, over 12 rounds. In Texas? And was it in Texas? Yes, it was in Texas. That's yes. right. It was in Texas. Uh, then the next fight was again um, Sugar Baby Rojas. Both fights. That was after uh, Hell is Need. That's what the same Hell year, 1991. You're right about yes. that. So Sugar Baby Rojas, whoa, you know, see that one in Sun City. <laughs> no, that's the second fight in Sun City. Oh. That, the first one was in Italy. Ah, and this guy was a former WBC world champion. Uh, that's why I was saying to you, I, was, I never fought. I fought no pushovers. Yeah, I was fighting cha guys with champions before, and that one, whoa, 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 he was rough it was the first time i was fighting somebody rough as her sugar baby rojas he would hit me everywhere i mean when i mean everywhere i mean even and right on my palms and stuff like that <laughs> yeah it took me um couple of rounds for me to be able to adjust and and be able to think properly um as to chip what you are in trouble here you need to think as to how you're going to sort this out it is then that i was able uh, uh, quickly thought of, um, let me put this style of America aside. Let me take our style back home. Let me think about Happy Boy and Clutch. Let me think about Mzuki Square. Let me think about, uh, put them, all those guys together. Come up with something that is going to take me out of this trouble. Mm. You know, and some of the moves, there were moves that they would surprise him and stuff like that. <laughs> That's what helped me in that fight. It was a tough fight. And then what's the third one that was the hardest? Um... Both my fights with McKinney. Both, um, let me again come back to Sugar Baby Rojas. Even the one that is um, Sun City. Yeah. He still gave me a lot of problems. But at that time, I had this thing in my mind that not at my place, not at my in my yard. This is my house. You ain't going to come here and push me <laughs> over all around. I'm going to show you how it is done, how we do things over here. I will have the mentality of uh, a Zulu warrior. I will have a mentality of a Kosa warrior. I will put them together. I will come up with something that is going to confuse you and, and make you not know what exactly was happening. And it, 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 it worked successfully that because I was able to win convincingly in that the second fight. Was it a big deal to fight in Sun City at that time in the 90s? Uh, it was a, a, a big deal because um, it was not the first time for me. Um, yeah. Some of my international fights I fought there, and it was a stage where I was enjoying the support. You will remember um, the fights of um, uh, um, Harold Forbrek and, yes. and, um, and Maisela. You will yes. remember, even if you're listening or, or you're watching TV, the noise, the shosholoza, when they sing the shosholoza, they would sing those shosholoza also when I, I was fighting some of them fights over there. Those were the fights they were inspiring. Those were the fights they were making you look forward to say, yeah, I am a real champion. <laughs> yes, I got to go back there and work hard with the support of these people singing for me and stuff like that. That vibe, that atmosphere mm. and everything. Yes, um, Sun City is one of, it used to be one of these big places like the Las Vegas of uh, in South Africa. I remember even when we had Dingan Tabela, he was telling us about fighting in Sun City. Mm -hmm. Now tell us about Kennedy McKinney. You fought him twice. He gave you your first loss. Let's start there because I think before that, you defended about six or seven times, if I'm not mistaken, and then you went to go face this Olympian gold medalist at the time. Did you have a feeling that it would be your toughest fight, like the commentators were saying at the time? Yes, for sure, because you got to remember he was a former Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. And he was a number one contender. Uh, definitely, for sure, I was expecting that type of a fight. 
I mean, a gold medalist uh, like um, the Dollar Hoyas, like the Milton Taylors, like the Penel Whitakers, they won the, their titles, I mean, their medals, and then come when they turned pro, they became world champions. Obviously, each and every boxer that, that has won a, a gold medal, Olympic, uh, a gold Olympic medal, the next dream is to be a world champion. Yeah. That is how it goes in America. Over then, fighting Kennedy McCain, I knew he had that big dream as well. Um, it was never going to be an easy fight. But you seem to be ahead, to though, welcome Nita, in that fight before you were caught with that sucker punch with that right there. I don't know if you've gone back to watch the fight. It sounds like you do go back to watch some of your fights. Did you also feel that you were ahead? It took me some time for me to watch that fight. Um, there were a lot of things happened in that fight. But um, today is 2018. Yes. Am I right? That yes. was When was that? Um, Kennedy McKinney. Yes. 93? I think it was 92. The first one in December. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But look, I cannot be always complaining about this and that. Um, it happened in my day of losing came, and I lose a lost from a good boxer, having put up a good fight. Um, whatever the circumstances were, uh, I lost. What were those circumstances? Because I, I later heard somewhere that you said your head was not in the right space, and even in the ninth round, you were telling your corner that you're not sure if you want to come out or not. Now you're playing with me now. Uh, you put me on the spot. I was trying to... <laughs> Just want to clarify it. <laughs> you you got to understand that uh, even if I'm not a boxer anymore, but mm -hmm. that mentality of um, subsiding or so moving away or try to sneak out of the problem, I can use it right now. <laughs> I was trying... To, uh, <laughs> I was trying... I think... I, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that I was trying to use it uh, in my first answer, but uh, seemingly you stubborn. Yeah, you stubborn. <laughs> But um, I'm going to pay. I'm going to try again. Um, let's sleeping dogs lie. Mm. Can we do that? Okay. Well, let's sleeping dogs lie if you, if, if, if you say so. We've got something here that our producers have pulled out. Let's see if we can play it. And here's a big pop and down goes Rag Hale. And that left hook, who we said, was being set up all afternoon, finally scores a big shot. And Rag Hale goes reeling into the ropes. Bill's laying down there quickly, checking to make sure he's all right, and here comes Welcome. Look out for the left hooks to score again. Yeah, Welcome's going to try to get this over with. He knows he's got his opponent in trouble here. Welcome digging shots to the body. Not going head hunting, even though oh, big right big uppercut. Hunt. And now this one's going to be over as Mills Lane is going to stop the fight, and it is over. So in the third round, Welcome Nita putting Rangel down. Early part of the third round, and then getting him with a right uppercut after a left hook had scored a knockdown. And Welcome Nita comes up with a big victory here in the third round of a TKO. Okay, how much do you remember about that one then? That's That was after your loss to Kennedy McKinney. Nevada. That was in Nevada, yes. Las Vegas. Eddie Rangel. Eddie Rangel, yes. Put him down uh, in three rounds. Another tough fighter. Um, he former world champion as well. Um, I was mo on my way um, trying to reclaim a title. Uh, that's one of the fights that I was being sort of um, made um, into being pushed to get ready for a second fight with McKinney. Yes, I remember that fight. Okay, we're going to get into that second fight with McKinney. We just need to take a quick break. If you've just joined us, we're talking to Welcome Nita. Feel free to call us 0891-104-207. Our SMS line is 40938. Before we go to the break, let me take Andile in PE. Andile Epai, good evening. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, we can hear you, Andile. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to say, and uh, I caught it. I caught the conversation mixed. But I think it would one of, if not the most accomplished boxer ever to come out of South Africa. In fact, there in the studio, you know, and uh, there are many reasons for that. But uh, I just wanted to make a comment, and maybe he can, he can, he can uh, give the input. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, his best fight, the one who need to be paid sugar paper on half twice. The first fight, they said he had been robbed. The second fight, this sugar baby has never turned to welcome, not even with a single punch. It was the greatest display of defensive boxing we've ever seen. I know now we look at 
Yeah, he actually touched on that, Andele, just before you called us. We spoke about those fights there uh, with the uh, Sugar Baby uh, Rojas. Thanks for that call, Andele, in PE. You can also do the same on 0891-104-207. WhatsApp voice notes 061-4104-107. A title deed offers security and protection. It proves legal ownership. It is illegal to sell a house when you do not have a title deed. Your house, your title deed, your asset. A title deed increases the value of your house. Hold on to both. Don't be caught without your title deed. For more information, call 0800-146873, Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. The Department of Human Settlements, changing people's lives. Hashtag SAFM Sport On. Okay, thank you. Andile was saying, Hawk, there that he was remembering those fights against uh, Baby Rojas that you touched mm-hmm. on. He says that you were the most accomplished uh, boxer that South Africa has ever seen. And I think that's the comment that's also coming through from uh, Twitter here. There's a comment from Bruce who says that Welcome Nita was my hero. I used to have posters on the wall of Welcome Nita when I was growing up, even though I was not a boxer uh, myself. And Janji also says, Thank you very much for bringing this legend to studio. I'm so happy to hear from him and to hear that he seems to want to give back uh, to the sport of boxing before we went to the break we were on that second fight with kennedy mckinney how did you see that one because uh, one of the judges there uh, had it as a draw how did you see it as well coming it well uh, look um the second fight you 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 you, you gotta understand that uh, i had uh, something like two two years not being in F- uh, active as uh, in boxing, mm. uh, but it came up and uh, I couldn't say no. Um, yes, I wanted the revenge and stuff like that. But um, similarly, um, psychologically, I was not yet ready um, as to what happened in the first fight was still in my mind. I was overcautious in whatever I was doing, um, even if I were to... if. It was not. It it was not the case that I was knocked out. I would go strong on him and stuff like that. But I would go there, being cautious and do little and come back out. Um, so I was not hundred percent there, mm-hmm. even though I finished the fight. I was ready. I was fit. I was trained. I was fit for the fight. But psychologically, that thing of a knockout was still at the back of my mind. And then somebody uh, says, welcome your old friend James Yuste. He's been trying to call you. He says you are an inspiration <laughs> to all of all the people who know you and you are a true champion. I haven't spoken to the Jingleman for quite some time. I'm surprised. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, we'll put you in touch with the Jingleman. I can't believe we didn't even touch about your 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 your, your win over Fabrice Benicho because that's when then you won the IBF World Super Bantamweight title. How was it fighting? In Tel Aviv, in Israel, um, where Jesus Christ was born. Yeah, I mean, coming from the ghettos, Tangan village, is uh, Tanzania, and the place that you only know about it at church. Uh, here, my uh, being told that I'm gonna go there to fight for a world title. It was unbelievable. It was something that is kind of like, um, it's not real. Am I really going to Israel and stuff like that? And I never had any uh, boxer coming out of Israel in my boxing career when I was even um, still uh, um, a boxer that was climbing up the ladder as a professional. I don't remember any superstar coming out of that country as a boxer. But here am I. I was going to fight for a world title over there. It was a big opportunity for me. And one thing, but um, one thing was in my mind was that uh, no matter what, I'm going to come back with the title, and I'm going to make history because I was going you to were make the first history. One. I was going to be the first one here in East London, yes. here in the Eastern Cape. Yet this place had produced good boxers, even good boxers more than I was. The likes of Happy uh, Boy, they couldn't do it before you. Exactly. I mean, uh, Happy Boy Mkazi, Weli Lengo Singul, you name them. Uh. They they were there. They were good. But um, they all failed. They all fell short of achieving that goal. So here I was. Um, I had one thing on my mind, like as I say, that I am going to win. 
um, I am going to be the first ever world champion to come out of this of this place right here. Well, the jingleman seems to have called us. James Joste, Joste, you've joined us on the line. You've decided to pick up the phone. Good evening. Thank you for joining Thanks. us. Welcome. How are you, my boy? I'm fine. Thanks. And how are you? Where you been? Um, where you been? That's the problem. You've been inspiring <laughs> people all over the world, man. And you're my inspiration. Uh, I'll tell you guys a story about this this man. He, um, he inspired Vianney Bongo. He inspired Ork Magapula. He, he trained with trained with people like Museum Gruny who didn't know anything about boxing, but he inspired them. He inspired me. It's, it's such, I, I'm shaking, man. I haven't heard from you. Um, you're, you're an inspiration, what you achieved, where you came from, the fact that you're so level-headed. I need, you need to contact me so I can support your initiative on the education side. Yes. I'm an old Eastern caper. We go back from the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Love you, man. I need to get your number. I'm so glad I could speak to you. I'm so glad I'm to hear your voice. I didn't even know it was you, but I heard your voice and I said, that's my man right there. <laughs> oh, good, man. Good. Um, it's so good to hear from you. This is a guy who was my, uh, who helped me a lot in, uh, in as far as finance is concerned, who will be advising me as to how to keep my money, how to do this, how to do that. James Joster, that's the guy I am. Um, what I am today, uh, when as far as um, the knowledge that I have as to how to spend money, is because of him as well. Oh, that's great yeah. to hear, and we'll definitely put you in touch. We've also got renowned boxing writer, SABC, a boxing commentator, and analyst Mongani Makasela on the line. Brabongs, good evening. Good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to the legend. We are, uh, welcome the Hawk Nita. Sopusa. <laughs> 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 We've got a minute, Brabongs. What can you tell us about the Hawk? I have got absolutely nothing to tell, but my request, I have a request to welcome. Can he please share with us the mystery surrounding him going to Tel Aviv? Because at that time, you know, there was sports uh, moratorium in the country. I'm saying this because there are a lot of unsung heroes who played a pivotal role in welcoming Mr. Fighting for that title in Tel Aviv. Can you share with us how did he get to Tel Aviv? How did you get there, welcoming Mr. Because people know it's a big story now. (laughs) Um, He's right. Uh, At the time, there was a sport monitorium. And you remember, South Africa was still South Africa back then. Uh, It was not liberated as it is today. And uh, sport was just banned internationally. Um, people like Obutum Tobi in Kamsashe, Obutum Luleki George, I mean, Obutum Luleki George, they were the ones who were playing the role behind the scenes in terms of uh, me being able to go and fight there, um, easing all the tensions that was were going on right here at home because there were some people we're saying how come welcome will go and fight for a world title when the situation right here is still what it is um they were for the for me not to go and fight the um supporting the call for the ban of south africa in Mm -hmm. all anything um internationally well Uh, we have to leave it there welcome unfortunately uh, our time is up, but we appreciate you finding time to speak to us. We thought we should bring you on, just give you the respect that you deserve, catch up with you and find out what you're up to. And I'm glad that you've been able to catch up with some of your old mates. Um, thank you for having me and thank you to your listeners. Um, thank you to Radio SAFM. It's definitely not the last time we'll catch up again with Welcome Nita, but we really have to go to news now. Thank you to everybody.